BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I am Ramsey. Thanks for the Richard at Cam Stewart for kicking it with us. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to uh, here still. Frank Schwab's going to join us from uh, from Yahoo Sports. We got Ian Cameron, A.K. Babana, with us. We'll get into the CFL in a couple of moments. We'll go through these little mini uh, mini segments uh, here. Something I wanted to get to. Uh, something I wanted to get to actually. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. Uh, the um, the Miami takeaway chain. Uh, their turnover chain thing, right? So they, they they started this in 2017. It's interesting. So in 2017, they started the turnover chain. They they created 31 turnovers. 2018, 25. 2019, 20. 2020, 16. Last year, 11. Notice a pattern here. Now, I guess one of the seasons they might have played less games, uh, but you notice the pattern. And for the record, they uh, Mario Cristobal has um, ended the turnover chain era. It's done. They're not doing it anymore. And I agree with this move. Um, listen, I'm not like old and bitter and like to the sense that don't have fun and don't like, I don't have a problem with the turnover chain, but I believe that it should be given after the football game. I don't like basically after the game, say, listen, man, you punch that ball loose. Here's the chain. You get to keep the chain for the week. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Right, I don't have a problem with them awarding it. I don't have a problem like Alabama has a belt. Like I don't, you know what I mean? All teams like, but the problem is, during the game, it becomes a distraction. Right, guys are more interested in popping the ball loose to get the stupid chain, and they are to like just sort of like to to make a play for the team to win. Another thing is they get the chain, and then while the game is going on, everyone on the defense is all looking at the crowd, dancing like they're in DX or something like that while the game is going on. They're a distraction. It's a distraction. They're distracted. It's a distraction. So like to me, like all this crap, the axes, the the, the guitars, the the chains, all this stuff that all these college teams do now. I understand having fun and you got to recruit and you don't want to be, you know what I mean? This isn't, you know, Newt Rockney in the 40s. But at the same point in time, there's got to be a line. You tell them, listen, we're losing games. All you need to know is this number right here. It, it's proof. So their turnovers went down every year since they've had the chain. <laughs> like, speaks for itself. It's same thing with the home run stuff, right? Like the home run jacket. Okay, like the Blue Jays have that home run jacket thing. Fine. You're pros. You want to do it, whatever. You're putting a jacket on. You're losing 6-2. You just hit a home run, but whatever. So you have your little jacket thing, and now there was, there's, like, there's a little league team in Toronto now that does it. So now what do you think little Timmy's going to do when he goes up to the box now? Right? Little Timmy's not thinking about getting a double to help the team. Little Timmy's not thinking about, you know what, maybe if I lay a bunt down, I'm going to get on base. Little Timmy's thinking, I want to smoke this ball so I get to put that stupid jacket on when I get back to the dugout. 
It changes the, the player's perspective during the game. Don't be a little Timmy. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arancia. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. Ian Cameron will rejoin us in a moment. We're going to let him rest his pipes. He's still recovering from COVID. We're going to hit a CFL. We're already in the week seven. It's two weeks away uh, from the start of the National Football League preseason. I am Arancia. We're throwing it down to Series XM Channel 159 on Sports Grid Radio Networks. The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes, college football is rapidly approaching as well. And for the record, we're like 50 days away from the start of the National Football League regular season with the Rams and the Bills. So the Miami Hurricanes have decided to uh, end the turnover chain. Um, and, you know, I think it's a very smart move what the, uh, the Miami Hurricanes are doing here. In 2017 was the first year that they had to turn over chain, and they were the first ones. Let's give them credit. You know what I mean? To, to They weren't the first ones to, like, award a player. I mean, this is going back, you know. Call me old school, but what's wrong with just slapping a freaking sticker on your helmet, right? Like when you see Michigan and Ohio State and stuff, and you see all, you know, you got a bunch of stickers on the back. It used to be, listen, it was sort of like school, right? All right, little Warren, here's here's a start for you. Um, but you slap the sticker on, it's like, all right, you could tell. Like, I remember, like, always being in awe of that when I was a kid. You look up and, you know, you see A.J. Hawk's helmet or, you know, you look up and you see you see a badass and his, his helmet's covered in stickers and, you know, yeah, this guy's made plays. That's why his helmet's covered in stickers, right? You know, the, 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 all this stuff, man, everybody's got it, like this and that and axes and guitars and chains and everything. How about winning a damn game and then we'll award you something in the room after? Right? I don't have a problem with the turnover chain. I had a problem the way the players celebrated and danced on the sidelines while the game was going on. The chain itself became a distraction. So college football around the corner. We'll get you caught to date with some uh, some more numbers. Baseball is back. And speaking of numbers, uh, James Harden. What did James Harden get? I know he took a pay cut. James Harden got paid big once again, and good luck with that, Philadelphia. Good luck with that. You know, like, like seriously, do you really think you're going to win? Like, what is Daryl Morey's obsession? The only part, like, the, the only basketball obsession more worse than Daryl Morey's with James Harden is Skip Bayless's crush on LeBron James. $68 million. It's a lot of donuts. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. All right, let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. 
What's trending on Twitter? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is airing on Bravo. Yeah, so what? <laughs> and uh, Davis Riley. I saw this story, too. I didn't get into this. Michael Schumacher's family blasted for lies over F1's legend condition after skiing accident. We'll get into this later. F1 is back this week in France. And I got to tell you, it's time for uh, our crew over at Red Bull to get back in a winter circle this week. But we've got Ian Campbell with us right now, AK. Uh, Babano. Baseball is back uh, tomorrow. It's a, it's a lighter slate, but we have some big-time matchups, and we've got a doubleheader in the CFL uh, tomorrow night. 7 o'clock Eastern, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the Montreal Alouettes are now up to three at FanDuel right now. Montreal Alouettes minus three. Alouettes versus the Red Blacks. Total 47.5. Moneyline, Montreal minus 145. Ottawa plus 125. Ottawa are 0-5 on the season, but they played a very tough schedule. Um, Ottawa by far played the toughest schedule in the league, but whatever. They are 0-5. And the Montreal Alouettes are 1-4. The Alouettes have pretty much played well in every game, but they just are dumb. They, they 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 have a million penalties. They're just an undisciplined football team, but something's got to give here. It's been a very, very road-dominated rivalry. Montreal are 6-0 against the spread the last six in Ottawa, 5-1 straight up. What's your take on the football game, Mr. Ian Cameron, Bob Bano? I think Montreal can win this if they stop screwing up, making mistakes, which has been the issue for them uh, pretty much the, all season long. And it's funny that they fired Kari Jones for lack of discipline. And all I saw last week in the loss against Edmonton was more penalties, uh, multiple pass interference penalties from Sutton, who had a brutal night uh, down the field. And that's lack of discipline, too. You know, you can't collide into a receiver when the football's not even in the area. And that happened multiple times with him. That's that's lack of discipline, in my opinion, and taking needless penalties, too. Uh, turnovers were a bit of an issue last week again for Montreal. They can win some of these games if they just negate the mistakes. And you got to hope they can do that. And you also have to hope that Danny Machocha now having a game under his belt you know, since taking over, is going to help this team now. Same with Noel Thorpe, the defensive coordinator. Anthony Calvillo, the offensive coordinator. Now they've had a game to coach this football team. Make your adjustments. You'll clean up your execution. Fix the mistakes. And hopefully we see that from Montreal here. Because I'll tell you what, Gabe, if they don't win this game, this is big trouble for this team this season. Because they've got Ottawa coming off a short week and a heartbreaking loss against Hamilton. Well, it is it, it is Thursday. The division sucks. Right, that's, so it's not that's like that's the saving grace for for yeah. for them. It's the same with Hamilton. Hamilton can still make the Great Cup. It's a horrible <laughs> like, you know division. I mean? Yeah, it is. Like, but if you're Montreal, this is a winnable football game, and if you let this opportunity slip through the fingers for, for the Trevor Harris and this Alouettes team against an Ottawa team that's got ravaged by injuries in the secondary, although I think Patrick Levels is going to return in a former Montreal Alouette. So, you know, he'll be wanting to win this game. But they've still got a bunch of other injuries in secondary, a couple injuries on the defensive line as well. This is a game Montreal's got to have, and they certainly have a little bit of a prep edge and a rest edge going into this game. And they're 6-0 ATS in their last six trips to Ottawa. For some reason, they go to Ottawa, and they not only usually beat this team, but they've had a couple of big blowout victories against them. I don't think this will be a blowout. I think it'll be competitive. But I don't trust Caleb Evans in this matchup. He he wasn't exactly accurate with the football uh, against Hamilton. Most of the yardage, I thought, was him running it. I think it's a winnable game for the Owls, and if you lay three or less, I think that's a good side to go with. If you look at Montreal this year, they lost in week one at Calgary 30-27. to They were up like 24-6 or something, and they, they let it slip. Calgary came back like on the last possession type of deal. They lost 30-27. to They covered the spread. The next week, they go to Toronto. They lose 20 to 19, and their kicker missed an 18-yard field goal with 19 with 13 seconds left or whatever to win the game. He missed an 18-yarder. So there was like you know. So I don't like think David Cote's missed a field goal game since that miss. No, he's been good, but um, yeah, I don't know. He just choked uh, that. No, he's not the only one. There's been a lot of bad like choke jobs, but. They had that game, they lost. Like, they played well two weeks in a row, they lost. One of these, like, what the hell just happened type of moments for about two weeks in a row. The next week, they smoked the Rough Riders 37-13. You figure they're back on track. 
the following week, they got to go to the Rough Riders. They were actually up at the half. They were up at the half, and then the wheels fell off, and they got smoked 41-20. Like I said, they were actually leading like 14-10 or something at the half, whatever it was, in that range. And then, so then after that, they fired the, they, you know, they fired a coach. They're all pissed off. They had a new right, Edmonton Elks coming to town. They're beating Edmonton 31 to 12, guys, and they end up losing 32-31. So, like, basically, in their five football games, yeah, we're not going to say they should have won the game. They lost 41-20. They got smoked in the second half, but. The other three losses, they really could have won. And it's not like, oh, if we had more luck. No, they were actually the better team. Yet, as we stated, they're they're not very smart. Like, they're the type of team that'll get a stop. Like, they'll stop the other team on the other team's four-yard line, and they'll get a stop. And then after the play, someone on Montreal will, like, slap someone in the head. <laughs> right? It's like, hey, or, yeah, oh, automatic first something. down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or the, exactly. They'll get the bench babano, the coaching staff. Like everybody, like they've been doing this forever, but they used to be able to get away with it because they were better, right? They've always been a very like yappy, like mouthy team, Um, but it's caught up to them a little bit. Last week in the press conference after the game, too, someone in the media asked the coach, Montreal, he said, you guys keep saying you have a really good team, but you're now one in four. Maybe you guys aren't as good as you think you are. He said to the coach, to Machocha, I like Machocha's answer. He goes, well, we're good enough to be winning 31-12, weren't we? He goes, we just got to stop being stupid. And he goes, you know, we'll see what happens next game. It's a toss-up. I leave with Montreal. What about the total, Babano? The history of Montreal and Ottawa has sort of been a lot of sort of a lot of field goals and you know twenty you know slugfest type of games. Yet this league is just playing to the over this year, and it's it's forty-seven and a half right now. I'm not saying it's a lock to go over the number, but you can't bet the unders in this league, bro. It's like sixty-five percent to the over on the season. Like I can't bet the under. What's your take on the total? It's. I agree with the, you in terms of the hesitancy with the the unders right now because even last week the only game that stays under was a miracle in the Winnipeg Calgary game and every other game went over the total last week. Yeah, and Buddy dropped a pass in the end zone that would have put it over the number. Yeah, I mean, we're at that stage right now where the totals have not caught up to the fact that we thought scoring would it be up this year with all the rule changes that took place in the offseason with the CFL competition committee. It didn't start out that way necessarily in week one, but really since week two and especially week three and onward, it's been over Palooza in the CFL. Now, this is the one game I could see possibly being lower scoring, but I'm not betting it <laughs> under the total. I'm not betting any game this week under the total. And there are a couple overs I really like. I don't love this one there is a chance of showers in the forecast not much wind though so again wind f- impact i would worry about that yeah. it's more than rain and almondo sewell is back on defense for montreal he didn't play last week he's one of their best defensive linemen great defensive tackle one of the things they struggled with was getting cornelius down to the ground in the second half against edmonton he extended plays he got away from a couple of near sacks maybe with sewell back on that defensive line for montreal caleb evans isn't going to be as lucky and by the way it will be Caleb Evans starting. There was some wonder if Nick Arbuckle is going to get his first start. That will not be the case. Uh, Ottawa has uh, Caleb Evans listed as QB1 on their depth chart for this game. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. Uh, you know what the Montreal is as well? The Buffalo Bills do this. And I'm a Bills fan too, so I know. The Bills do this. Like, basically, Babano, like the Alouettes, they have themselves to blame. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like the players, like, you could really, like, if you're a player on the Alouettes, the Montreal Alouettes guys, they're, they're like a basketball team that, like, or they have, like, a bunch of thunderous dunks and stuff, right? But then they get a bunch of technical fouls late, and then they lose by one because the other team got a bunch of free free throws. <laughs> like, that's who they are. Like, it's really, like, it's it's baffling. Um, that they, you know, It's like rinse and repeat uh, with, with them over and over and over uh, like this. But I think they can um, get it done. As far as the total is concerned, too, uh, as far as the total is concerned, it's uh, 63.6% to the over so far in the season. Look, it's 14 and 8 uh, on here. So there's, you know, there's, there's, there's better field position. The, the offenses are pretty good. I, I like it on a teaser. I think if it doesn't go over, it gets to like 45. We'll hit the other games on the other side, bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. is fired up. We came here to play. All right. You're What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. The two weeks to uh, kickoff, NFL preseason, rapidly approaching. We got a doubleheader, CFL on Thursday night. We got Frank Schwab joining us at level three. We're going to talk some NFL football with Frank Schwab. We've been keeping track of all the predictions of the uh, best record and worst record. We're going to move on to, uh, to other questions next week, but we're getting a consensus from all of our football guests. And uh, there's starting to be a little bit of a consensus, actually. Um, they're starting to be like, you know what I mean? Like, are there, are there are different guests picking the same teams, like for the prop, right? And everybody's got their own different opinions. And some people are coming in with long shots. Other people are coming in with this and that, but we'll get to that later with, uh, with Frank Schwab. we got Ian Cameron right now, Babano. Okay. What is your follow him on Twitter at, uh, Babano. All right. Uh, so, uh, Babano, I know you want to get us some, uh, touchdown, uh, props and, we started off the season murdering the, t- the touchdown props. And listen, tomorrow night, guys, uh, tune in to game time decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern. But tomorrow night, there's going to be a lot of good opportunities um, in the Hamilton-BC game for touchdown props because there should be a lot of touchdowns uh, in the game. And another thing with the CFL is, and it's, you know, you got to do your research on this or tune into our show, but like a good example is here, Babano, like uh, Dominic Davis. Dominic Davis to the Montreal Alouettes. So he's plus 320 to score a touchdown. Dominic Davis is the backup quarterback, guys. He's, he's the third-string quarterback, actually. Vernon Adams is the backup right now. But he's a third-string, but for whatever reason, he's uh, Vernon Adams isn't a big dude. So Dominic Davis is the short yardage guy. Uh, so they bring him yep. in like 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 clockwork. Like they, it's not Trevor Harris. They bring in Dominic Davis like Babano when it's second and short, when it's third and short, and when they're like on the goal line, bro, it's Dominic Davis time. They don't even give it to the running back. They give it to Davis, right? So like he he doesn't even start like in the NFL. You would never say oh, I'm going to take a Matt Schaub uh, touchdown prop. <laughs> like the backup ain't going to play. In the CFL, the other guy Babano is this Loxley guy on Edmonton. Of a wide receiver, they put him in. He's the one that gets a ton of touchdowns. Like they take the quarterback out, they give it to him all the time on the two-yard line, and man, he scores a lot. That guy. So Dominic Davis, you can even roll the dice a little bit, guys. On first touchdown at 18 to one, right? Alouettes move the ball down the field. They get the ball on the one or two-yard line. Davis comes in, QB snake touchdown, boom, um, plus 320. So that's my advice for people out there. 
Take a look if you're playing the touchdown prop market in the CFL. Take a look at who's the guy that comes in in the short yarded situations in in in, in the red zone, and don't be scared of taking some of the other wide receivers. Orbabano, a kickoff returner in this case, Chandler Worthy out of Troy uh, has been lighting it up with the Alouettes. So there's like some plus 375s, plus 380s. Uh, Chandler Worthy to score a touchdown, and in a 20 to one range to score the first touchdown of the game as well. No, he's no doubt, and he's been good every single week, it seems, to get at least 60, 70 return yards uh, throughout the football game. And in terms of uh, touchdowns, he's already had a, a couple uh, this year for the uh, Montreal Alouettes, and Ottawa's been giving up big kick returns. They nearly gave one up to Lawrence Woods of the Hamilton Ticats last Saturday, where if he doesn't turn around and lose, spe- uh, run out of steam at the end and turn around and try to look back, he might have been gone. So Ottawa's kick return coverage has been shaky, and now they're going up against a guy that has had a proven track record this year of returning kicks for big yardage, if not taking it all the way to the house. So I think at plus 375, it's wor- worthy of a bet, if I say so myself, on Chandler. The other the other thing we should know, too, and this is, trust me, I know, because I've lost money on this stuff. I play it. Don't be fooled by running backs in the CFL. They don't score. It's very rare. They don't score touchdowns. Like, because, like I said, they don't, teams in the CFL, they don't like giving, they don't give, no team ever gives the ball to the running back. Like, they'll either throw the ball and use the big end zone and throw it in the back of the end zone with a 20-yard end zone, or they'll do a QB sneak, right? But it's very rare. There's a couple of guys, like Butler in week one had a bunch of touchdowns, but honestly, they weren't from the one-yard line and stuff. The defense was just so bad, he was scoring on, like, little screen plays, and he would run it in uh, after. So, like, William Powell's a very good back. You'll see he's going to make a lot of plays tomorrow, Babano, but there ain't no guarantee he gets in the end zone, bro. Um, Eugene Lewis, I would take Eugene Lewis to score a touchdown. They throw it to him. He's, like, he's that good. Like So, Eugene Lewis, uh, Gino, Gino Lewis, they call plus 140. He has not gotten it rolling yet, but I'm, it's going to happen, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, is it? With him. Do you remember, Bano, in one of the games? I know you watch. I don't know if you remember all the play-by-play talk, but they were actually talking about how good he is, and he never drops anything, and literally, like, they threw it to a pass. He was wide open. He dropped it. <laughs> it was like, and they didn't throw it to him again after. Yeah, they, I swear. It was like Harris gave a dirty look, and it was like, that's that's it for you, bro. Like, I'm not throwing it to you anymore. <laughs> like, it was, it was one of those deals. So you're right. Like, he's okay, but I'm not in a rush to take him to score a touchdown. I'll take Eugene Lewis. Um, you know who I'll take? I'll take Darvin Adams, Babano. Um, even though I don't love it because Ottawa's not a great throwing team right now. But Darvin Adams nearly uh, nearly two to one. So I don't, I don't have a, a problem with that. And um, well, Caleb Evans, actually, Babano. He is capable of running one into the end zone. Uh, plus 260. That's not bad. I think if you're looking at Ottawa, you're, he's a decent consideration for a touchdown prop, in my opinion. And from a receiver perspective, uh, Jalen Acklin's a good candidate around plus 190. He got a touchdown. He got, I think, their only receiver touchdown last week against Hamilton. So Acklin might be worth a look. Uh, you mentioned it. We're going to probably get to Hamilton, B.C. next. There are a few really good prop options for those touchdown props in that game, which I do think will be high scoring. All right, so let's get into this game. Uh, you know, it, it, you don't want to rely on pass history too much. Uh, in a CFL because there's a lot of turnover but at the same point in time, there's a lot of turnover of players, but at the same point in time history has repeated itself a lot in this league. Like the East-West thing, the West is best, the travel like, do you know what I mean? There there are a lot of patterns and one pattern is um, listen, the BC Lions have a great uh, offense this year. So uh, they're 3-1 and of the over and the one game that they didn't go, uh, the one game they lost uh, the one game they lost, they still scored 22 points against a good defense. At Hamilton, they've given up 23 or more in every game this year. So now Hamilton need to travel 3,000 miles. For the record, it's 9-2. and two. Uh, The last 11 times Hamilton and BC have played at BC, at BC Place in Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, it's gone over nine times. Um, the total has gone up, actually. It was 51. It's up to 52 right now at FanDuel. And the point spread is Eight. Babano, the Hamilton Tiger Cats got their first win. You and I talked about it. It wasn't easy. Nearly killed you. Um, you know, more than the COVID did. Uh, the Tiger Cats got their first win, but they're still 0-5 against the spread. Five games. They haven't covered a number yet. Yet, getting eight, I think, is too much for BC to be laying here. What's your take on the game? 
So there's no way I'd bet Hamilton this week. Uh, it's a brutal spot. Uh, they're on a short week. Saturday home game, thrilling first win, uh, and then they fly out to the West Coast for Thursday. Very short week, uh, and also some shakeups too with their coaching staff. They bring in, and I think it's a great move bringing in Kahari Jones because look, and I think they they did this by design. Orlando Steinauer. There's some serious heat locally here among the fan base toward Tommy Condell, the offensive coordinator. I've seen some really porous play calling and critical downs, critical plays in the football. Well, they run the same plays over and over, Vano, that don't work. And another thing, if you'll notice, you're the fan, if you'll notice, they don't have, like every team, like even the New York Jets, like every team, Babano, will have, listen, if we need three yards, let's just do this little bubble screen. This is our go-to play. They don't have it. You know what I mean? It's like every time it's something different. Like and they, they, Dane Evans insistent throwing. Like, Dane Evans is good, but he's one of these quarterbacks, guys. You know a quarter that drives people crazy? A quarterback battle that someone will be double teamed and they'll throw the quarterback will throw it to him anyways. You know what I mean? Or like the quarterback will just run the play that was called, even though he it's not gonna work. Like, you know what I mean? Daniel Jones will do that. It's like, bro, you're rolling out here. Don't you see he's covered? Like, why are you throwing? Like, make it up on the fly. Change your mind. Like, dude, he's done. Yeah, Kahari Jones will be the play caller soon. But So you don't even trust them getting eight points. You're scared they could get blown out? I am. I am because of the fact that BC's off a bye, extra time to prepare, and a loss that's not going to sit well with them. And to be honest, their only loss this year is against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. No shame in that, obviously. Two-time defending Grey Cup champ, still undefeated. I expect BC to have a strong, strong bounce-back performance, and it could be too much. for. I agree. It's not a bar. I agree with you, Gabe, in the fact that this is not a bargain on BC. I have no. this number minus should seven. be six and a half. Yeah, and I even I had it a bit higher, but now it's minus eight. I can't lay minus eight, but I'm not rushing to take Hamilton. I'm just going to stick to the over. I think you're going to see a bunch of points. I think Kahari Jones, just having his input going into this game, saying, here's what I see from afar. Here's things we can do differently on offense. Here's some plays we can run in certain situations on second and short, second and long, whatever. Having that extra input, I think, will help Hamilton's offense. And to be honest, Gabe, I'm not sold on BC's defense just yet. I mean, look at the good games. It was Toronto and McLeod Bethel-Thompson, which doesn't say much. It was Edmonton with Nick Arbuckle in week one. Ottawa went up and down the field with Masoli against them. Kalaros couldn't be stopped against them, went up and down the field. I know they played well in the first two weeks, but it seems like BC's defense has regressed the last couple weeks. And I think Hamilton's offense, at least last week and even a little bit the week before that, Dane Evans started to get in a little rhythm. I think Jones and other good offensive mind. A guy that's been an OC in the league for years will help that offense. So I think both teams will move the ball. And you mentioned Gamble's giving up 25 points or more in most of their games. So I'm just going to stick to points, and I like the over. I think that's the best way to bet the game. Yeah, the least amount they gave up uh, was last week. That's the least amount of points they've given up all year. More of a battle on the other side. NFL, Major League Baseball talk coming up as well. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Cameron kicking with us. Right, we're talking CFL football, and don't worry, we have NFL football coming in two weeks' time. NFL preseason called football around the corner. These two CFL games are on ESPN Plus. Friday's game is ESPN Two, and then Saturday's game is uh, ESPN News. So, uh, if you like the over, I think it's going to continue to climb. Actually, it was 51. It's up to 52 right now. I don't think it's going to come back down. It'll only go back up. So, uh, Babano touchdown score props. It's kind of pricey. Jay James Butler's minus 200. That's ridiculous. Lucky Whitehead's minus 150. He doesn't score that much, to be honest. He's kind of getting priced by name uh, here. Here's uh, your value Wa- guy, Gabe. Here's your get value guy for BC tomorrow night. It's Dominique Rimes, who you can get at plus 190, plus 200. And with Brian Burnham, from what I'm reading, still out for the yeah, BC but it's not. Lions. It's not. Look, it's not really value anymore. He used to be plus six fifty and stuff like that. Like all the BC Lion players, like yeah, they're so. Yeah. yeah, they've moved it up because of the absence of Burnham. And look, Rhymes has been producing. He's been getting touchdown uh, receptions for, from Nathan the guy. Rimes, actually, Babano so. is Keon Hatcher. He's the he's the he's the one without Burnham that's like stepped up the most. Like he's the one that starts. Like he's the, he's he starts in place of of. Uh, of Burnham. And same with Hatcher. We cashed with Hatcher. Man, it was like plus 450. And then we cashed with him again at like plus 300. Now they're on to it, bro. It's plus 155. Like, the, there's no value with any of these BC Lion players, really. I understand the Rhymes pick. I get it. Plus 190. Nate Rourke is a quarterback, too, that they will leave in because he's so athletic and stuff. Like, they're not going to take him out. So, and even him, though, he used to be like plus 350, plus 400 to score a touchdown. He's down to plus 190 right now. Uh, I would play that. I can live with your Rhymes pick and uh, and Keon Hatcher. Um, yeah. James Butler is no value. If you're going to play, you know, it's minus 200. So what the hell are you going to do there? So I would play the two wide receivers with battle. Keon Hatcher plus 155. Rhymes plus 190. And I would take a shot uh, with, um, with Nate Rourke. He has ran it into the end zone. He's a great athlete. He could pop it too for like, you know, not a QB sneak uh, as well. So what's your final pick for the game here? The over in this game? That's it? The over for the game, I like Rhymes for BC most of all. Uh, if you're going to look Ty Cats, I'd look at White and Dunbar at receiver. Uh, Evans has been targeting them a whole lot. Dunbar had an incredible one-handed catch uh, against Ottawa last Saturday. It happened actually just right in front of me where I was sitting. It was just an unbelievable catch that he made. He keeps getting better. So Tim White had the game-winning touchdown as well for Hamilton. So Tim White... Stephen Dunbar options, and if you want to do the Chandler Worthy strategy that we talked about in the Montreal-Ottawa game, you can try that with Lawrence Woods for Hamilton. This guy has been a good kick returner for us all season long. He's given us good field position. He nearly had a kick return touchdown against Ottawa last week. He's plus 700 to score a touchdown, so you know, put a couple bucks on that if you want to take a shot. Lawrence Woods. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern time, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Edmonton Elks. Uh, the Elks are getting seven and a half. Uh, the Elks are a strange team. Uh, they'll, they'll play well one week. They can win outright. They, one thing, they won't quit. Like, they're getting murdered all the time. They don't quit. But another thing we should know, too, they seem to be better on the road. They've stepped up. Uh, you know, on the road a couple of times. Um, so they get the best team in the league in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's seven and a half. The total is 47. ESPN 2, 9 o'clock Eastern time. A lot of people we talked to this week, they're feeling edgy and bold, and they want to take the Edmonton Elks. Plus the points, I'm not that bold or edgy. I wouldn't do it. I don't. Like I said, they get smoked at home a lot, and the Bombers aren't a team just that you want to bet against. Like, not only do they find a way to win, like last week, they find ways to cover. 
So you're all, you know, I mean, it's almost like, oh, they're not going to cover. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're laying six, and they're only up by three with four minutes left. Like, they always find a way. Like, the, like and it's a miracle. Like, they're going to run out of luck one day, Babano. But, like, it's been a couple of years now. They create their own luck, but... It's always, oh, he dropped the pass. And you see, the, like, the interception, it was like a miracle interception. Like, he did a great cup last year, you remember. Like, they punched the ball loose, like crazy bobbles, and they come up with it. They're a hot team right now. I wouldn't want to get in front of the Babano. Like, I'm not taking the Elks here. Are you one of the people that think the Elks are going to hang around? Oh, this is this is. I'm leaning Edmonton, but I can't. I it's this is. Let me start with Winnipeg. What concerns me? They are littered with injuries right now. Uh, Brandon Alexander, the defensive back. Nick Dembski at receiver. Uh, multiple cluster injuries there. All oh, those guys have missed all these games, Babano. They've been they've been yeah. injured all year. They have been, but like now the, Dembski's more. been out for weeks. Yeah, there's Augustine at running back, and the two the two big ones are on offense. Actually, it's Patrick Newfeld is one of their best offensive linemen. He may not play, and Greg Ellingson hasn't practiced all week, and he has been just magnificent. His uh, camaraderie and chemistry with Zach Kalaros. Now, what I do like for Winnipeg is if there's ever a next man up team that can handle, you know, significant number of injuries, it's Winnipeg. They have accumulated incredible depth. I mean, you look at other receivers other than Ellingson that have played well, like Dalton Schoen. How about that Aguosi uh, that stepped up against Calgary last week with a couple of big touchdown catches? It looks like they found something in that guy. I mean, it's just the next man is ready to play whenever they deal with injuries, Winnipeg. But you're talking about a Winnipeg team that from a spot standpoint, okay, two weeks ago you beat BC in a showdown for first place. Last week you beat Calgary in a showdown for first place. Now you got to go on the road and face Edmonton. It's got flat spot written all over it. But here's the problem they with don't get Edmonton. Flat. They've got issues on defense with injuries. They're 3-12 and ATS at home. In their last 15 home games, they have no home field advantage to speak of at Commonwealth Stadium. The attendance figures keep dwindling there. And, I mean, they've been just awful at home. And they're only getting seven here, so they've got to keep this to a one-score game if they're going to cover the point spread. So I feel find this one's difficult, but I, I don't love this spot to lay seven, so I'd lean ever so slightly. I like the over here, too. I like the total more than the side in this game. Just like the Hamilton-BC game. Edmonton's an over-machine. They can't stop anybody, especially against the run. They are the worst run defense by far in the CFL. One thing I've been doing, Marenzi, from a player prop standpoint, is you bet the running back of whoever is playing Edmonton every single week. And I think I've cashed over-rushing yards props on every running back that's faced Edmonton this season. So... Whether it's Oliveira, or I would think Oliveira is going to be the starting running back this week for Winnipeg with Augustine banged up. And I don't think Mike O'Shea and Buck Pierce, Gabe, are going to be happy that last week against Calgary, the pretty much the entire offense was through the air. They really didn't run the football well at all against Calgary. Everything they did on offense was Zach Kalaros moving the ball in the passing game. So I think they kind of want to get this run game going. It hasn't been as good without Andrew Harris this year. This is the ultimate team that they can finally get the ground game established. This is a horrid run defense that the Elks have. So I think a Brady Oliveira over rushing yards prop is an outstanding bet in this game. I think I've cashed the majority of these all year over rushing yard props for running backs against Edmonton. I'm going to go back to the well with another one here for sure. But you brought up home field and stuff. Nobody has good home field. Like the the the, the there's home field is irrelevant in the CFL. I think the only team that really has a good home field advantage is BC. And and it's not whatever. It's not because of people being there. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Zach Kalaros is twelve and zero in Winnipeg. He might beg to differ since he's been yeah. there. Well, they're yeah. the they're the best team in the league, though, right? Uh, they're the head and the shoulders. But I'm saying like. Like Babano, I told you on Sunday night, the away teams in the CFL this year are covering at a 59% clip. Like home teams yep. have covered 40% of the games only. Like so, like it doesn't matter. Like if you're if you're in the East, it doesn't matter if you're at home. You lose it to the West all the time because you know what I mean. Like you're like no Winnipeg is you're right. Winnipeg is what Winnipeg's just a great great team. But you're right. Winnipeg are kick ass everywhere. What's Akalaros's record overall as a starter? Do you have it? It's like 30 and 2. I think he's lost two games. 30, 33 and 2? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
You know what I mean? So he wins everywhere. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I'll give you that. Now, Winnipeg is tough to play, but it wasn't before, like before two years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because they're good, right? I'm just saying, like, you know, and the, the only reason BC have a home field advantage, really, it's not, the BC, don't, they don't even get that many people at their games, guys. Right? They get like 20,000 and stuff, like 18,000, 20, you know what I mean? 23 or whatever. But like, um, is uh, the travel because BC's in the middle of nowhere compared to the rest of the league, right? It's 3,000 miles away. Like everybody's pretty far from BC. Um, all the other teams, like, like, but Benny, you talked about it. Like Montreal is six and zero against the spread in Ottawa. They don't even take a plane. They take a bus. It's so close. Right, right. And so it's not like um, it's not like the fans. And so it's like the travel, right? We always talk about that in hockey when people talk. All oh, the arena is going to be rocking. Yeah. So what? You know what I mean? We think because they're going to crank Pantera that the other team's going to get scared. I'm a Bills fan. Bills games have been rocking for 50 years. Still haven't won a Super Bowl. Um, all right, and finally, in closing, Babano, we got the COVID Cup here uh, with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, so basically, they've got 10 guys with COVID. We talked about this earlier, and um, there's talk of potentially. They're warning that the game could be potentially uh, postponed due to a COVID outbreak. Listen, they're only missing 10 players, but the thing is they've been unable to practice this week. I don't know. It seems like a cop-out to me if you're only missing 10 guys, Babano, but it's down to three. Would you take the three points if they play the game? Are you willing to take the three points with the Argos, or would you lay the three? Well, I'm in an interesting spot now because, well, I guess if you didn't bet Toronto already, because I took Toronto plus five and a half, it's down to three. I might. Yeah, yeah that doesn't help anybody. What would you? If that's you why I specifically asked you at three points per panel specifically. Yeah. If you haven't bet Toronto yet, what would you do now that the number is three? I wouldn't take Toronto right now, to be quite honest with you. Even if Saskatchewan's got uh, a lot of guys out, because my intention is to buy back at some point with Saskatchewan, because I knew the line was going to move once this COVID information hit the uh, uh, and you know everybody found out about it earlier today that now the number increased from like uh, five or six people affected to ten and they cancelled a second day of practice but if you haven't bet this game yet I would still be reluctant to take Toronto at a bad number you know, at plus three compared to the, because this is still a spot where you know you're getting Saskatchewan in a near pick them straight up situation at you home. You really think they have no ways to win at home? You believe there's key numbers in the CFL? Not well, not compared to NFL because of the rouge and the intentional safety and, and different things that can happen in a CFL game to throw off the key number. So it's not yeah, as imperative. Like, no, like so you hear what I'm saying? Like. Uh, Teams will either – there are close games, though. There are close, I'm not saying there's not close games. I hear what you're saying. So you're saying that you don't trust them. It's not life and death. To, oh, I got Toronto minus three and a half – or plus – you know, minus – let's say plus two and a half. Yeah, like put it this three. way. Yeah. Like there really hasn't been much of a drop-off considering that 10 guys are out with COVID and their quarterback could not play potentially. And Cody Fajardo, he doesn't even have COVID, the quarterback, but he's just hurt. I don't think he's going to play personally. I think he's pretty hurt. He's not playing well. Okay, but how much is the downgrade dies? Harker, because he would probably be the starting quarter, like the way Fajardo's played this year. I think it'd be Mason which Fine. He hasn't been that great. <laughs> I think it would be Mason Fine. Um, I think it would be a downgrade either way. Even though he has him, I know he co- he cost him the game. Last Mason week. Fine can run, but boy, on this wide CFL field, he has looked rough in terms of accuracy throwing the ball, just in the limited action he's had. I put um, I put the Argos in a seven-point teaser already. That's how I played it. All right, we'll wrap up on the battle on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Like that angry class. We're going to get Schwab, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, going to step up and in. All right, uh, Babano. So, CFL football here. We've got uh, baseball is back as well. If you take a look at the overnight uh, baseball board, are you just uh, doing CFL uh, tomorrow? Or either you'll probably maybe you'll jump in overnight uh, baseball. we got a doubleheader, actually. This is pretty crazy, too. Um, I can't believe they come out of the All-Star break and they make the Astros and Yankees play double like only baseball. And I'm, I got I got a beef with baseball again after that just blows my mind. I'm going to rage about later. But any overnight baseball opinions or uh, final CFL thoughts? Babano on the way out. And thanks for your time. Yeah, absolutely. No, in terms of baseball, we got a short card tomorrow. Uh, when we look at it, I might look toward. Uh, Lopez in Miami. It's a very early game tomorrow against Texas uh, interleague matchup. Uh, I, I like Lopez at home. Uh, you're laying a reasonable number there, minus 110, minus 116. Uh, so that's one that piques my interest. I might actually look, remember, doubleheader Detroit to Oakland. The first game, I'm a big fan of Tariq Skubal. Now, Tariq Skubal has not pitched consistently this year, but there's good stuff that that guy has as a starting pitcher. And again, now he's going up against an Oakland Athletics team that's been one of the worst offenses in baseball. So I think in that first game of that Detroit-Oakland doubleheader. I might look toward the Tigers. The price isn't horrible there, minus 140. Uh, I think I'd back Scooble and the Tigers. That's about the only two things that would appeal to me Thursday. I'm going to try to ride Baltimore and Seattle, especially Seattle, the hot teams again, when they start up again on Friday. Now, I worry that the All-Star break throws off the rhythm and and, and just the momentum Seattle had, but I've been just riding that team game in and game out prior to the break, and uh, maybe they're going to cool off a little bit with the break, but uh, I'm going to try to take another shot right in the Mariners again starting Friday night. All right, Ian Cameron, okay, Babano. Yeah, we're on the Seattle Mariners win total over 84 and a half, which is uh, looking good right now. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of baseball left to be played, and we also got a big bet in on the Seattle Mariners to make the playoffs uh, as well. Follow uh, Babano on Twitter. At Babano, the late-night anger management class continues. This is Portrage. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.